Boomer in the Morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. Hour two of the program brought to you by Gray Wolf Golf Course, located in a spectacular alpine setting, Panorama Mountain Resort. Uh-huh. Voted BC's number one public golf course every single year. Come on, score golf. Why do you even bother anymore? Just give it to Gray Wolf. GrayWolfGolf.com is the website. You can book your times now. Suggest you do. It'll be worth it. You'll be like, man, you know what? Boomer every day flapping his fat face about the boot. <laughs> God, a gray wolf dog. Yeah, gray wolf golf dog. Yeah, gray wolf golf dog. Yeah, I'll you book know what? Tea time, yeah. I'm glad that fat prick kept going on and on about it because I'm having a great day here at Gray Wolf. That grumpy loser really set me up nicely for today. I mean, I, don't even, I can't thank that jerk enough. I don't know why listen. Listen to, listen to the show and God, I can't stand the guy, but he was, he was right about gray wolf golf. Mm-hmm. Give him that. Uh, Flames game day. LA Kings in town tonight. The uh, what we, we, we can tell you that both teams are coming in reeling, reeling, losses, reeling. Flames trying to get back on their feet after that Colorado defeat, and the LA Kings went into Edmonton last night and couldn't get it done against the mighty they Oil. Only got one point, single point. Um, I was looking this morning. You forget because we talk about the the run that they were on. At home. And it's still, right, it's still good. They're still a very good home team. But when they went 4-3-4 and four on home ice prior to the shutdown for COVID in December, it's like, hey, you gotta, you're going to have a bunch of these games, and now we find out that, yeah, they're going to uh, shut the league down here, at least shut you down for a while. You're going to have a lot of home games coming up. I forget when it was. You had made mention, Rick Ball was talking about, they're not going back to the Eastern time zone. That's it. Yeah, they played, I think, was it Columbus before that that massive beatdown? Yeah. That was their last road game in the Eastern Conference. They were the first team in the entire NHL to complete the road portion of their outer conference schedule. Since then, 17-4-2. Ooh, is that tidy. On home ice. Yeah, they their first home game after the COVID Christmas was that Ottawa game where it was like, Which oh they lost, boy. yeah. Coming off the heels of those three losses in the old Southeast Division, Tampa, Miami, and Carolina. Oof. And that didn't feel good at that point. Classic Flames. and uh, But no, they turned it around. When you look at this season, and because I think one thing, regardless, the Flames are tops in the division. They're going to make the playoffs, all of this. More in the division, yeah. Um, and you forget, though, that there was a time. You go back to last season, Daryl Sutter comes in. And there was, it took a while for things to turn around. There was a stretch this year mm-hmm. where they struggled with Daryl, with the new identity, the new whatever you want to call it. Because they came out of the gates, looked really strong. Yeah, they did this big road trips out of the gate. They were getting great goaltending. Manjapani was scoring seemingly every road game. Yeah. Top line was dynamic. When when was the struggle part for you? Was it sort of that little wobble early December, or was it that January run where they lost four in a row? Because it really hasn't been sustained run of bad play. Yeah, it was before the uh, before the break. So that would be the Carolina Boston at home. Right before they yeah. tried to go to Chicago, Nashville, those games they still haven't made up yet. And you know what? You look back, they were they were not well, right? They had what seventeen guys test positive for COVID within forty eight hours. Daryl Sutter in that post game, he, uh, he could barely talk. Mm. 
it was through their room. They were uh, lost four two to Boston. It was Carolina that started it, by the way. Well, in Carolina, they, they, that's a loss. There, they had they pulled three pucks off the goal line that game. If you remember, yeah, they 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 should have won that Carolina game. They outchanced them pretty handily, and again, if not for some miraculous plays around the net mining, not even the goalie himself, uh, they win that, and you probably feel better about that run of play, but then you don't feel so good, and, oh, let's not get on this flight to Chicago after all. I'd like to go to Chicago. I, yeah, you want to wait another month? Oh, you got to wait another month. Yeah, I'm, like it's going to be a little windy, chilly. You want some baseball if you're going to yeah, go? That's not Hawks, quite there yet. Because the, uh, the one trip that I went on the one time, we went and saw a Hawks playoff game. Bulls. I don't know if it was a playoff game or not. They played some uh, some other team. Oh, the Bulls okay. did. They played they somebody they else. They didn't have squad game. And then uh, it was the Cubbies. Cubbies were at home. It was, oh, Wrigley. Yeah. It was really good. Oh. Yeah. Chicago, yeah. Chicago's a good town. Oh, yeah. 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 How do we get to Chicago? What do we go? Oh, there's direct we... flights every day leaving. Yeah, I don't... You just got to book one. Yeah. I mean, who's someone's going to cook for your kids, and you're going to have to, someone's going to have to do the show if you leave. It's a lot of. You have to backfill a lot of things. Yeah. Here. So, so, like, how do you do it? What do you? Uh... Well, your mother-in-law moves in for six months. That gives you a little more runway. Only six. Just. It's going well, though, right? Uh, Daryl Sutter spent a good amount of time with the media yesterday, asking you know, a bunch of questions. A lot of people. So, with the playoffs, do you look at the? He was really not. Uh, not having it. Not super. Yeah, uh, no. uh, you know. But there were a few things. And, and the reason I was talking about uh, home, home ice, end of last year, missed the playoffs, exit meetings. Let's have a little sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl, a uh, little look inside to some of these meetings. And I, I, have, I have some questions still after me. The number one thing, this came from the players to me last summer. The players wanted to be a better home Calgary team, saddle dome team. And they thought that there was some issues that why they weren't. So that was up to me to deal with those issues. And we did. Hmm. Hmm. He doesn't uh, shy away from letting people know that there were some issues. Yeah. You know, the prior regime, whoever that may or may not be. Yeah, the um, last, the way things were. A lot of learning were, to do, uh, yeah. teaching people, we got yeah. to start fresh. Yeah. Uh, we weren't doing things the right way. And to be fair, like, that guy's probably never going to be a head coach in the NHL again. He was a career assistant that was relatively cost-effective at a time they were paying a couple other coaches. Um, yeah. So what is the question? So what uh, What are we talking about? Are we talking about morning skates? Are we talking about optionals? Are we talking, like, what possibly... It could be anything. Could the issue, you know, to not not enough uh, salad in the uh, the players' lounge? Who's running the, the, the jukebox? You can't... Yeah. What could it possibly I mean, be? Anything. Last guy was playing music during practice. They won a bunch of games. Remember all that? Oh. Mood was high. Pat was like, this is Sandstorm by Darude. Send tweet. Click. Yeah. It was like, that was, yeah. All uh, the old Sutz comes in. I, did, I, I like Jeff Ward as a human, but I, it's just yeah. like one of these guys is going to the hall, probably. The other one isn't. It's clear. Right? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, not to throw it all in the... On the back of Jeff Ward. Well, and he had but, the thing that we the Red always talked about that we talk about too. That's like you go from assistant to head, that's tough. It is tough. And I think it's tougher because there's a lot of guys that try and change 
they're change now I'm a head coach so I can't behave or conduct and carry myself in the way that I did as an assistant. It changes all your relationships because where you might have been a buffer between a coach and a player before, you now have to be here here are the edicts I'm passing down to you the player yeah. and when your relationship is that of a buffer before that's kind of weird. And you know what it's like, it's like any workplace bunch of people listening i'm sure any of us here in the room you've probably worked with uh the 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 boss moved on quit fired promoted whatever somebody in somebody else comes in promoted internally to become the new boss it's like why is he acting this way what's she what's she doing why why is she what's going on here because you know we know you right we were working Together before this, you didn't do this before. What is it? What's now? This? You're dressing differently, and you're what's uh, tough well, to pull off. What's up with the sh- shoulder pads now? What do you y'all? Hmm. That works for some guys. I think Andrew Brunette's done a pretty good job there. He's jumped in. How about the job Marty Saint Louis done? Yeah, he's been real good. Dave Lowry's done an admirable job, given that we think something's a little up there, and that Paul Maurice basically threw his cards on the table, said, "Okay, I'm good." Don Granado. Seems to be pretty well liked by the Sabres. They have been really good as of late. They have. They've been tough out. Yeah. So it can happen, but sometimes the uh, the fit isn't great. More from uh, from old D- old D yesterday, uh, talking about uh, playoffs. He, he really doesn't want to no, talk. No, 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 no. Doesn't want to do it. For example, you're playing the team last night. They're used to being second, third round teams, right? So they're schooled in it. This team is not. The team is not. There might be players that are, but this team is not. The number one goal that we have clearly for the regular season is to make the playoffs. And then there are demands and, and things in there in order to achieve that. Right? And, and it started with training. It start, that's how it started because this team was not even close. To where they should be in terms of the league, in terms of that. And that was the biggest thing I identified when I came in here last year. So it wouldn't do any good. I could have coached for five months, but they would never got in a position where they could finish the race. So they was just fat. They were so fat when he got here. Guys, why do we have <laughs> gravy with breakfast? Maybe that's what we're talking about. There was bad habits at home. Yeah. You don't do gravy on the road. Why are you doing gravy at home? We gotta get the deep fryer out of the kitchen guys guys are firing out pizza pops left right and center here this is no good you can't be having curly fries before noon come on too much gravy I had to work on that first so then the next part is putting a depending on the coach coaches the personnel he has right you try to set a program or a system up that works for the type of team you have so that's the next part and put that in place so the next part is putting that together so you have a foundation. The next part is if you can ever get a foundation, then build on that foundation. Mm. And so there's so many different branches to that. And then the number one thing, this came from the players to me. All right, so then I cut that yeah. one clip about. about Be better. They were, they were upset. No, I will nitpick much. a little with what Daryl said. The Avalanche are not a third-round team. The last time they played the third round was 20 years ago. You know but, what he's talking the about. The point is, is that they've been making – significant runs for the last three seasons. Second round defeat, second round defeat after winning a bubble thing, and second round defeat. Those are the last three years. This is my unfinished yeah, business you, there. But, you're kind of nitpicking a little bit. You but, get his point. I, I, I totally get his point. 
Yeah. Colorado's been in some seven best of sevens. They've learned a lot. They know what playing in May is like. This group doesn't. I wonder if he's concerned about it or if he's just trying to make everybody aware of it. I think this is all part of his process. If he wants everyone on task, focused at one game at a time, not daydreaming looking at the calendar, this is exactly how you operate. He, how do you keep people focused uh, on the Kings tonight? By not letting them assume they're in the playoffs. Sorry, guys. There's no X by our name in the standings. What do you mean playoffs? Yeah. And look, he's no dummy. Daryl has way, for a long time, been very into a lot of the data behind the scenes. Interested in, okay, what are the numbers telling us? He understands probabilities. He knows that it's going to take a virtual miracle for them to not finish first in this division. But that's not the messaging he's given his players. The messaging for the players is eyes on the task at hand. We got one tonight, another Saturday. I don't look right in front of you. This is where your attention is. What do you mean playoffs? We're not in the playoffs. Yeah, that specific point almost uh, to to the word was brought up. Yes, what do what are you uh, with the playoffs? You you get excited to play LA tomorrow. That's what excites you. You can be. Be excited about the playoffs when the playoffs comes and if you're part of it. What you're excited about right now, what you're looking forward to, is playing the L.A. Kings. Well, and and I think that's probably a bigger thing than we realize in pro sports is that just the the margins between the worst team and the best team are not that great. It's the collection of the best players in the world. They all make millions of dollars. There's superstars everywhere. If you're going to give 98% of your attention because you're thinking about something else, you might not win that night. Where Daryl's like, I got to get these guys at 100. That's how we've done it. It's not like he's built this system where they don't have to work and they've just outfoxed everyone. This is entirely a result of total buy-in and work. They show up on time. They finish their checks. They don't make bad changes. They try not to take too many penalties. It's not a... We're outskilling you. It's a we're outwilling you, and yeah, now the skill has started to show up a little more. But the same crew did; they weren't hard to play against last year at all because they weren't working as hard. Also mentioning now, uh, kind of tightening the focus a little bit on uh, on where the team is right now. You've had a very busy month. It's still crazy to look at how many games they have played. Now, the lion's share of them have been at home. They've played only four road games. But this crazy month that they, they started on the 1st and they finish it on the 31st, the, uh, so, so what, are you, what are you seeing? There's areas where, uh, uh, pick it up, boys. We have a lot of guys that have not scored their, or have scored one goal in, in a long time, and that's a, concern, that's a big concern this time of the year. It's a big, big concern. Even guys that have that have got significant number of goals haven't scored lately or for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's a concern. You gotta number one, you gotta check for chances, but you gotta work for and bear down your opportunities, and you gotta get there. Because he's talked a few times about how now that we're into the teens in terms of games remaining, yeah. how the game changes when you Tightening get to the playoffs. Up. You've got your, and I, I can only I'll, I'll throw a name out. Andrew Mangiapane, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got 30 goals, but certainly not at the pace and unsustainable. But he was so hot at the start of the season, it's definitely gone the other way for him. But between the games mattering more, meeting everything when you get into the playoffs, and how things tighten up, you're going to have to dig. It's not going to be as easy in games 80, 81, 82, and then into the postseason as it was in the first month of the season. 
Big concern. Big, big. It's a big, big concern. Big, big. Well, and if the coach's job is to keep everyone focused on the task at hand, this is a perfect example of it, right? Yeah. Give them something to work on. This isn't good enough. This won't work in the playoffs. Let's work on this. Want to be better at home? We got to be better at home. They were better at home. I'm trying to find the clip here. Uh, let's see. Uh... You're going to be an underdog. doesn't matter. That's a fact. As an organization, had zero success. For... <laughs> you're, you're not sure? You're not buying? Well, I mean, so here's the thing about uh, favorites and underdogs. There is an entire industry based on people that decide those things. The Flames will be favored no matter who they play in round one well, in Vegas. What, but you just heard Daryl. That's always well. I let me hear again. Sorry. You're gonna be an underdog. Doesn't matter. That's a fact. No, it's not There's a fact. An organization had zero success for a long time. Is Daryl so a handicapper? Because if I can get plus money on the Flames in round one, can he take that bet for me? He cannot bet, Ryan. Oh, that's true. You I know mean, what he can't facilitate the bet. I mean, I'd be the one making the bet. He'd just be taking the bet. You saw what happened to Calvin Ridley. We can't have that happen to Daryl Sutter right before we stop it. It's a fact. It doesn't matter. That's a fact. I don't know if that's so a fact, Daryl. You're going to be an underdog. It kind of feels because like an informed opinion, not a fact. i got to be honest. Just the markets you're in and who you're playing. You want to play Colorado, you better make sure you make the playoffs because if you don't have that in your mindset that you're going to make the playoffs, then you're going to have to play Colorado as a wild card and you get kicked out of you. That's not even, I'm not interested in that. You want to finish as high as you can. Once you've established yourself where you have team games left, that you're in the race, then try and stay in the race. Every night we don't play, we lose ground. Every night. So, of course, when he says make the playoffs, he means within your own division. That's been another thing that he's talked about. It's a virtual impossibility for them to finish in the wild card. I'm sorry. It just is. They're 99% probability to win this division, 1% probability to finish second. Yeah, Vegas is a wild card team. They're a Pacific team. You're telling me three teams are going to pass you here? No. They're 10. But again, if you're trying to get people focused on a game against the Kings this time of year, that's probably what you say. Because he had also said, wild card, chances are it's going to be two teams out of the Central. So if you want, if you're a Pacific team and you want in, you better get the top three seeds in your division, or you're hooped. He's could be. It very well could be. Of those teams near the bottom, and I'm, I, I don't know. I don't include Winnipeg, and I, I know I don't include Vancouver. I feel like it's Nashville, whatever. St. Louis. You're gonna have Dallas, Vegas. Nashville, St. Louis, of, of, the, of the groups, I only include the Dallas Stars today as an outside team in that mix. Who scares you the most there? Well, I mean, I guess I'm with you. I, I, I want to know more about Vegas. They're going to win the division. They're going to play a wild card team. Yeah, they're going to play wild card one, too. They're not going to play the, the second wild card. So that's a real tall task for the Vegas Golden Knights to get to wild card one. They're four back and have played two more games than the team in wildcard one. That's asking a lot with 13 games left in their year. To And it's Nashville. It's a good team, right? Yeah. So I, I don't – it's, it's going to be really hard for them to line up with Vegas. It's going to be really hard for Vegas to get in, period. And I, I don't know. What's, how, how do you feel about Dallas versus Nashville? I think you know or Nash lot. or Na- or St. Louis, right? Or St. Louis, they've been, they've been leapfrogging yeah, each other the, here the, the last that, week, and that's that's those are the three teams that you're most likely to play. And and to narrow it down further, it's most likely going to be 
St. Louis or Nashville that the Flames play in round one. And it's, we, I mean, I've kind of talked about it. You make the playoffs, you win your division. Mm-hmm. If it started today, and I know it's an unbalanced thing, Nashville has 39 wins, Flames have 40. Yeah. And they played one more game, that's it. Right? right? So not, it's not like, it, it feels like it's not like it used to be. Where if you were a top there, one no. or two, you played the seven or eight seeds, so, well, you, you're cruising. Good thing you won the division, yeah. so you get this cherry of a first-round opponent. Now, if you, if you take away three-point games or, or at least account for regulation wins a little differently, there's probably a bigger gap. But I, I don't know that there's, there'd be a preference between Nashville and Dallas. They're very different teams. Dallas has been wildly inconsistent. At their best, they look dominant. They, they look disinterested some nights. Uh, Nashville's, I think, got more, you know more about their netminder. Dallas has just sort of given the reins to Ottinger yeah. this season, and he's been very good. But it's going to be the first time where he's the man, I would think, in a series. Correct me if I'm wrong. So, like... They're both really good teams, and I don't think they're going to be easy outs. Dallas kind of scares me a little more if if they can get Sagan and Ben going, because you know that Hints and Robertson and Gurianov, those are kind of that's the new core there. But sure, if the old yeah. guys can pull on the rope too, that's a deep team. Haskinen and Klimberg on the back end, scary. I got distracted there. I was thinking about would there be any concerts in Nashville when we go. There's always concerts for games in Nashville. Three and four. Yeah, that little be auditorium a block off the, the strip. And then there's the Ryman, music everywhere. Yeah, Ryman Auditorium. Yeah. Saw Steve Miller there. God. The guy who's how did I not work. get the, How did that not? Because uh, everyone I, was hung over and or drunk. It was hard to make rational decisions. I don't know decisions. how I didn't get there. Somehow that. in that fog, I made that good decision and finally saw Steve Miller. Oh, and it's the only one you made. It was the only good decision. Yeah. Nashville. God. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Well. Those pink drinks at the rink. Oh. Delicious. What are those, by the way? I just remember being in that suite where it was just every just help yourself to whatever it is, food, liquor. Booze, yeah. Yeah. It felt like there was like massive sideline Gatorade containers that the Titans would have used, but it was just full of booze. Just, just go full fill of your booze, booze. Yeah. yeah. And I was just amazed. Just put your face on this. Who cares? I was amazed at how many people were on the plane to Nashville but didn't get to the hockey game that uh, night. Busy city. Busy. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. It can happen. It can happen. Uh, coming up. What are you guys here to do? Uh, we're on a trip to follow the flames. Oh, you missed the game. Yeah. How was the game? I've, I don't know. Don't really remember. Coming up in June 24th to 26th at uh, Prince's Island Park. It is the great outdoors comedy festival. Bill Burr, the Sunday headliner Saturday to be announced. Whitney Cummings, Danelle Rawlings, David Spade going to be up on Friday. David Spade. A, uh, you know, he's a veteran. He is a veteran. And he used he, to serve? He was one of my, in one of my favorite movies of all time. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. It really is. That's a gutter. Because Chris Farley is brilliant and everyone loved Farley, loves Farley, and he was so good. But you don't, you need to really kind of dynamic. appreciate how good Spade was, uh-huh. how cutting he was. Yes. Fat guy in a little coat doesn't come off as well. Like there's... So much there. I can hear you getting fatter. So great. Mm-hmm. The lines from David Spade. Now, for people, so 960-960, here's the question. We got a uh, pair of weekend passes. David Spade in that movie, and, uh, and of course, it's Tommy. Tommy's dad, Big Tom, owns an auto parts dealership. Uh, almost spoiled it, yep. 
Uh, what's the name of the auto parts company that uh, Tommy's dad runs? He's trying to keep it alive, you know, because there's you gotta right, go, he's got to go. Sales. He's got to go out there. You could stick your head up a butcher's and then you can tell if it's a T-bone but, steak. Um, so what was the name of the auto parts company that Tommy's dad ran and he was trying to keep afloat? Richard, what'd you do? <laughs> Doesn't hurt here or here. Like, that's the mark of a great movie. When there's so many of those... One-liners is dozens. One-liners are things that you can bring out and everyone knows what you're talking about. So good. Yeah. 960-960. Fire them in. We'll get somebody uh, make you a winner. Uh, and Pinder and Dumas... Oh, yeah. We'll talk about pot when we come back. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Our guest hotline is brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 13-time Consumer of Choice Award winner. It's the champs, Dean. You're talking to the champs. Strap. To be the man, you got to beat the man. For every dollar you spend, earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program. Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. We have a pair of weekend passes to the upcoming event here in our fine city in June. 24, 25, 26 of June, the great outdoors comedy festival. Bill Burr, Whitney Cummings, Danelle Rawlings, David Spade, more uh, more stand-up artists to be announced. Uh, Stand-up artists. That's right. The uh, The question for your uh, weekend passes today, David Spade, of course, was in the movie Tommy Boy with Chris Farley, who, uh, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, that one gutted me. Uh, didn't it? it and you just, because you, you miss that, and, and everybody loved Chris Farley that knew him or that never met him, and you just think how many incredible roles moments <laughs> that we were all robbed of he and sandler on saturday night live was just magic and i don't know how many years they overlap but it was unbelievable yeah they were so good i remember and farley I, I, sorry uh spade was there too i'm remembering the the van down by the river skits yeah it's it's spade trying not yeah. to die yeah. <laughs> like he's trying to hold it together with every fiber in his mortal being I remember listening to a an interview with Spade, and when those guys were together at Saturday Saturday Night Live, they had little offices, like that old building, right, Thirty Rock. But they had their offices, and the one back office for on that floor with uh, SNL, Sandler, Farley, Rock, Spade shared an office. Jeez, can you imagine the stuff that was too offside to do that they would have co- like? Can you imagine? I just want to go after Saturday Night Live and see what those guys do on a Saturday having fun. Because they Jeez. roll in about three or four in the afternoon and they write into the, because the, the work schedule for people that work on that show is completely bonkers and upside down. But I can't imagine the laughs that would have come out of that bloody floor in that office. Legends, all of them. David Spade going to be at the, uh, the comedy festival. Question was, in the movie Tommy Boy, what was the name of Tommy's dad's auto parts company that they're trying to keep alive? And, of course, the answer is Callahan Auto Parts. Callahan! Callahan. That damn Zelensky trying to buy him out, you know? Yeah, Zelensky is a bit of a jerk. You know, it's a jerk is that... Uh, Rob Lowe. Well, he was a his, uh, his mom. I know. <laughs> 
She was up to no good, that one. No kidding. And then next thing you know, it's Zelensky. Can't trust her. A lot of dirty. Mom? Yeah, I know. Brothers don't shake. Brothers got a hug. You and your bald-headed friend over there? (laughs) Keep Uh, the ice for your marbles, huh? (laughs) Keep your ice for your marbles. Uh, Congrats to Caleb Clark, who is our winner of a weekend, uh, pair of weekend passes. That's a weird name. Caleb. Buh. Caleb. Buh. 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 Caleb. Hope you can take a joke, Caleb, because you're going to the comedy thing. Somebody going to be in uh, contact with you to get your uh, get your tickets. And go and enjoy yourself. Have some fun with the uh, comedic stylings of David Spade. Black Sheep. That's right. Was the next year. God. So funny, man. So sad. Come on, Chris. Damn it. Anyway, um, we need to uh, we need to talk about uh, about footy here. Okay. You two donkeys. Thank you. Yep. Yeehaw. Heard more soccer talk in this past. I'm week sorry. Than I have in my whole. A life. lot of people have, <laughs> and it's uh, it's interesting. Holy well, It's like last night. Everybody getting a dose of VAR. Yeah, I didn't love the VAR last night, Patty. The old VAR. Is he was that, offside. He was offside by like a hair. Is that like war in baseball? No, very different than war. Oh. VAR. Uh, this look into the Canadian men's national soccer team brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Got very used to this team just uh, running roughshod. And just scoring it well. It's like Costa Rica. See ya. Panama. Who, come on now. Easy peasy. I uh, ended up not being the case. Yeah, it was CONCACAFI. That was actually, Patty, someone was mentioning it. Probably the second real CONCACAFI environment they went, went into mm-hmm. in terms of like hostile crowd, team playing well, humidity, elements, bags of urine, all that good stuff you get in CONCACAFI. It was awful. Yeah, gross tackles, sketchy officiating. Yeah, it was very CONCACAFI. And then the VAR was right. What the video assisted refereeing mm-hmm. is that what, with the mm-hmm. VAR? VAR. Mm. Yep. Would have I, I thought very interesting how it plays out if that does stand because they had a bit of momentum late. I thought they were rather flat relative to the, uh, the Costa Rica game where with ten men they pushed really hard in the second half. I but they still had what 10, 12, 13, 15 minutes depending on stoppage time left at that point if that goal stands. Yeah, exactly. I like I would have I would have liked to see probably a better starting eleven going down there because it it just mattered. It did matter. I yeah. know they had already clinched, but then there was still a well Costa Rica was doing them a favor already. So maybe maybe that's I don't know. Herbin got mm. word. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, Kone looked he looked really rough. Yeah, off, he like, looks so smooth in Costa, um, in Costa Rica, but then not there, no. But again, you know, it's only as, as real as only like seventh professional game in North America, something like that. It's insane how young he is and just more development. But the team we see, you saw last night, there'll be some new names. There'll be uh, June is the next international window. Uh, that's when we'll start to see some it's friendlies. Some friendlies yeah. Who do you want to see, Dean? So we got to wait till June now. We're going to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of how it's gone, right? We had the, yeah. the busy in, in October, and then nothing again until the end of November. That was the Edmonton pair. And then, oh, we'll see you again in January. And then, oh, nothing again until here we are at the end of March. And, and really, what we're not talking about enough is that they qualified top of the table, the yeah. Kings of CONCACAF, without Alfonso Davies, their best player, for what, six, the last eight six games? games? The last six it's games. It's incredible. No Davies. Their best player. One of the best players on the planet. He's not there. How are you doing that? 
That's crazy. You'd like to see a little bit more of Jonathan David. I did not like his last three here, mm. um, especially within you. You want him to be the the main talisman up front for for the for Canada. And talisman. Jeez, he hasn't been there. Unbelievable. <laughs> he hasn't been there right now. But you know, like Cavallini didn't have a great game. Yeah. There is Gino Cavallini. Lucas. He's a great St. Louis Blue. Uh, this guy played in Mexico and then White Caps. Sorry, you just keep going, Duma. <laughs> I'm just going to talk over you. It's all good. It's all good. Talisman, yeah. Um, and then and yeah. Crap House started the net. Yeah, not that was always going to be his game. Crap House? Uh, but, uh, what's the first name? Maxime? Is Maxime, it Maxime? yeah. I, I believe he either played for Whitecaps or the Impact when they came to Calgary and played Cavalry FC. And the fans were giving him a handful. It was Whitecaps for that. Okay. Now he's at LAFC. So he's an MLS keeper. Yeah. Borjan plays in Serbia for Belgrade. Borjan's been phenomenal, and not the crap. isn't talented. He's certainly younger, but that goal if that's a score. win and you're in and losing, you're out. He's not in. It's it's yeah. Borjan. Like that that goal, Panama score. That was that was class. That was a beautiful ball in. Like nobody was gonna get that one. That was gonna go in. But it's just that was just what Panama was before the calendar flipped to 2022. They were they, they were looked like the team side. that were yeah, <laughs> and it took the miraculous. Davies' goal you're, in Toronto to beat mm-hmm. them. You're pointing at me like I know where you're That's going. That's the with goal. This. That's the one goal everyone will remember from qualifying. He races down, steals the ball off the touchline, completely removes the soul from a defender, and then embarrasses the net miner in Toronto. You're like, okay, this might happen. I do think the ball touched the line. It's a lead B on the line. I think it's uh, just came over. But, there I don't think that should have uh, been allowed, but you know, I'll take it. Yeah, the VAR. It could have gone yeah, to the bar. Bar said Get no, bar no problem. There. Get the bar, bar in there. So what is so th- those are the games. We know it's not pot three. Yep. What are we, what's where's the excitement? What's the hope? So tomorrow morning nine a.m. We'll see what group Canada's in. So yeah. which three other teams they will play? Only two of the four teams in each group move on. So you're going to get a powerhouse or two, potentially even three, depending on which teams are drawn from each pot. What you'd love to see is the same group as the host because they're not very strong and they're in the group where everyone else is really strong. So that would be an incredibly fortunate break. They basically have a one in five chance of getting that, I believe, because you can't have certain teams playing each other. And and another thing, you there is three groups where you'd avoid two European sides. You'd only get the one European That's what nation. You so if you could avoid, you could get a group with like an African team, an Asian team, South American, yourself, and uh, and a European nation. There's three groups you you don't have to avoid. You can avoid like a like a France Germany. Ugh. That's a possibility That's of the gross. group. France yeah. Netherlands is a possible group. Ugh. So. Spain, Croatia. That's you know, Croatia was a finalist in 2018. Uh, you yeah. want to avoid Europe, Dean? They're really good at it. Like I just did a draw here, and it's with England, Denmark, and Tunisia. That's okay. Danes <laughs> are pretty all right, though. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We got Qatar, Denmark, Poland, Canada. I like that. We'll take that. You know. yeah. There you go. And the friendlies will be fun in June because based on who they get paired with or grouped with tomorrow. They'll pick opponents to play a similar style, or that can be a good test to for John Herdman to say, "Okay, how are we going to play against this country here?" Well, this country plays like them. Let's invite them over in June. We'll fly them in. We'll go to Vancouver, Montreal, or Toronto, and fifty thousand people show up and cheer on Canada because the World Cup's coming, and we're all we're soccer experts now, right? And Listen I to us. Believe the last time Canada played a non-Concacaf side was pre-pandemic, like January twenty twenty. I think they played Iceland. Jeez, that yeah. was the last time they played somebody that wasn't in their region. Remember Iceland? Speaking of clubs. Oh, Duma. This look at the Canadian men's national soccer team brought to you by CertainTeed. 
The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainteed pro all the way. What other weird things? Like He's a big tennis nut, too. Are you into what? Yeah. Well, the last time that little tennis thing was here in Calgary? No, he was all the over the ATP Challenger event. That. No, they had the big, uh, was it the big Croatian with the serve that was here? God. He won it. Yeah. Was he like 6'10"? Not Ivanisevic, but another guy like that. Big guy. What's his name? Ah. Kamala, the the Ugandan giant. And Kamala. <laughs> so you so and and it was you, not Kane. No, it was not the Undertaker's brother that no. was won the tennis tournament here. No, but it, like if when Ash Barty retired and everyone says who's Ash Barty, Patrick knows that's a significant storyline. Or a three-time major winner from Australia who played professional rugby and then decided I'll give tennis a try and became the best in the world. Right. That means something to Patty. That's great. F1 going to Vegas. You're an F1 guy too, right? Love F1. Vegas, man, that's going to be awesome. Thanksgiving weekend next year. Night race. 2023. Going to Vegas. They'll be on the, there's going to be cars on the strip. Did you see the, uh, the I don't know if you saw the, the, the track layout they I have. did, yeah. Oh, a lot of straights. Going to be some speed. Because I was trying to figure out, okay, so that's, they don't go as far south as... The MGM, so they might. I think they come up by. Oh, look at this map between here. Bally's, or is it by the trop by Tropicana? Either way, they're going down the uh, the straightaway, as you say, past Flamingo, Bellagio. Oh my God! Look at this Mirage, all of it. The wind, and then they cut by between the wind and the Palazzo. It's gonna be crazy. Palazzo. And did you see what's going on in Vegas? They're getting more stadiums. Oh, yeah. For the Apparently, NBA. this... Uh... Tim Lywicki's got too much dough. Hey, Tim, break us off some crumbs. Sure, a little. Tim Lywicki building an NBA-ready arena in Las Vegas. Oh, his, uh, whatever his, Oakview Group yeah. has acquired 25 acres of land, will build a 20,000-seat NBA-ready arena, a hotel, casino, and theater. Boy, there's, this must be some money in this gambling stuff. It seems to really be going off down So there. they've got a new hockey rink, a new football stadium. They'll have a new NBA. Is there a team in NBA that needs a... Uh, there's lots of really small markets like Memphis and New Orleans that they'd love to get in. I think they want to eventually... I think they do want to... Expand? expand well, and like get back to Seattle would make billion, sense, I think I heard like two years ago, it was like a $2 billion expansion fee. And it would be Seattle-Vegas for sure. Because yeah. I think New Orleans is going to stay because of Tom Benson's will. Mm. His, his, uh, his, his wife, once she goes away after the Saints and Pelicans are sold, they have to stay in New Orleans for life. That's the Benson wish. What the hell is with you, dude? Isn't he amazing? Well, do you know where the <laughs> bodies are buried? Like, is there any, like, <laughs> holy cow. It's a $3 billion venture, this Oakview Group. Uh, Which wouldn't and, include, an ex- that's not to have the team. That would no, be another no. $2 billion or whatever right, on top. A, it's a 5B event. B. B. How great is Vegas, though? As they sh- and they should have a spot there. Get to Vegas. Like, why wouldn't it work? Or? Why would it not work? Why would it not work? Why would it not work? I'm sorry. I, I don't see a reason why it wouldn't work. Ten minutes from the Strip is what they're saying for the uh, the new stadium, entertainment district, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. 
No, I think they were involved in building the Seattle rink, or at least he was. Tim Lewicki was, yeah, he was involved in that. That was the old, yeah. This is going to cost us six hundred million. We're going to keep the roof, and then it ended up costing like yeah. one point one billion. Can we get Oof. him on a on a flight to Calgary? Maybe f- whip us up a building here. Uh, w- uh, joking aside, that's exactly the type of third party partner that the city would be having conversations with. I, I don't know that they are, but it, companies like that, Global Spectrum, is a few other. Facility building yeah. companies like that's exactly who they'd be talking to. Do you have his number? I mean, you seem to have a that's lot of good. Uh, a lot out. of info there. Yeah, uh, we'll break here. Benny Wagner coming up, play-by-play voice of the Toronto Blue Jays. We'll do some what you want to talk about, and uh, yeah, we've done all that, done all that. Kevin Woodley coming up in Flames talk. Mm, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We're gonna ask him about uh, who was it that just absolutely eviscerated his goaltending stick on the post. Was that Lankanen? It was Lankanen in Chicago yeah, yeah. after the Tage Thompson break your stick off the end wall, skating in, game winner with 10 seconds left, losing regulation. Blow I, up 4 nothing. I lead. dig it, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's really, good. really good two-hander. Brother. Just, whew. I want that in my goalie. Well, Markstrom's got it. Show me you if care. that's your goalie, he got it. He's spearing everybody. Spearing guys in the gonads. In the witch? You heard me. Sportsnet 960, the fan.